am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. Appreciate <laughs> it very much. It's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government. This is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E Pluribus Unum. He said you were racist. He said you were very 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 racist. And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's Fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Thursday, February 8th, 2024 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. A wild and dystopic ride it is. And uh, we're all supposed to be behaving ourselves like good little boys and girls. It doesn't always happen. It is what it is. I think uh, we'll just... Get started this morning. I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We are all road warriors, those who would esteem ourselves to be. And as always, you know, we press on as long as we have road and warrior in us. We are all road warriors. It's not It's not me. I'm just the host. So we're all uh, holding the line, I would say. So. I start with prayer these days. You can't go wrong when you start with prayer. And uh, so that's where we start. We start with the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, and then the full armor of God, Ephesians 6. And so that's where we begin. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, please help us to put on the full armor of God. Help us to gird our loins about with truth. Help us to put on the 
breastplate of righteousness, or help us to shut our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Help us to put on the breastplate of righteousness, shut our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Help us to take up the shield of faith, put on the helmet of salvation, take up the sword of the Spirit. Help us to pray at all times in the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, I pray that no weapon formed against the righteous shall prosper. I pray that all who walk in error would come to know the truth in Christ. Please reveal our hypocrisy and double-mindedness. I pray that unrepentant evildoers be brought swiftly to justice and wickedness be brought swiftly to an end. Righteousness be restored in the land. And uh, I pray for grace and mercy for the uh, brokenhearted and the downtrodden. In Jesus' name, amen. So, welcome. Welcome to Road Warrior Radio, where uh, America was not founded as a Christian nation. We're going through that a little bit. And uh, quite the opposite, actually. As part of kind of a series on war uh, this year, One of these days I'll get back to um, Ludwig von Mises. I talked about this to open the year. Omnipotent government, the rise of the total state and total war. It's funny how they seem to go together. And the cover of the book could be America today. So, you know, the fact that America was not founded as a Christian nation does not mean that we don't have Christians in America. We do, and we always have. And the reason that things are not more advanced in terms of evil is because of that. Because there are people praying and holding the line. But I think that uh, if we don't cry out, then I think that's one of the big reasons that the Holy Spirit, the restrainer, is taken out of the way, as you see in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. How many of us are crying out? And the interesting thing about America's founding is the humanist impulse is to operate in your own strength. And uh, that's not a good thing. I... I think we'll do a couple of things real quick. First, and the other thing that I was going to say this morning, because we're just going to tip sacred cows this year, is that the earth is flat. You know, welcome to Road Warrior Radio where the earth is flat. Because why? Because there is no biblical evidence to the contrary that I'm aware of, and it's not my view that matters, but his. Not your view that matters, but his interesting uh, gentleman that I met recently who I have tremendous regard for because of some choices that he's made that he didn't make noise about, but that, you know, these are decisions that are contrary to what most people would do, but evidence of his 
faith in Christ alone. And uh, so he showed me a video on Christmas, probably would have been good to play, from the the Passion for Truth uh, Ministries. Truth or Tradition is Christmas Pagan. Fits right into some of the stuff that I've talked about in the past. This year, this past Christmas, we focused more on uh, setting those things aside and focusing on the reason for the season, even though it's probably not, well, it's absolutely not December 25th that Jesus was born. There's some commingling going on there, obviously. But in this video, Pastor Jim Staley over Passion for Truth Ministry says, you know, he had this experience with some things. He's going through this experience, and uh, so he said, you know, I he's recounting this experience to relate to people that will watch this video. And he says, you know, um, while you're watching this video, there's going to be a thought that pops up in your head that says, well, that's not what it, that's not what it means to me. And he said, I had this, the very same thought cross my mind many years ago. And the Holy spirit really in a gentle way began to say, Jim, it doesn't matter what it means to you. You're not the one being worshipped. I am the the one being worshipped. It only matters what I think. And that's what I've been trying to get across with that question. Who's in charge? Who decides? And it's fascinating what is happening in America today such that the average so-called Christian is indistinguishable from the neighbor across the street who has no God and attends no church or, you know, from the Unitarian Universalist for that matter. What is the distinction? Where is the dividing line? How can we tell? What's the difference? There was a difference. There was a time. There was a difference. It was observable. What happened? We'll talk about that a little bit today. In any case, it is what it is. And um, suppose we'll start with a little excitement, for better or worse, and we'll see where things go. But uh, why not? Why not a little bit of excitement to start the day? Montana and Texas are in the news, and it's embarrassing. So uh, I think it's just embarrassing all the way around. But this is, to me, this is sort of emblematic of what is going on in America. There's no discretion. It's just, it's just, you know, kindergarten on full display. So this article from CBS Austin is titled Suspended Montana City Manager Disparages Austin alleges $475,000 city manager role. Can we play that, please? I'm going to pick an insane number. It's 320. <laughs> Half a million dollars. What? Bozeman, Montana, city manager is in hot water tonight over a series of comments he made during a video conference call he thought was private. Included in those comments were some choice words about the city of Austin and its open city manager position. CBS Austin's Andrew Freeman reviewed the video 
and joins us live downtown tonight. Andrew, what exactly did he say that has the people in Austin paying some attention here? Walton, what he thought was in secret, Jeff Mihalik told a colleague that he was contacted by a recruiter searching for Austin city manager candidates. Not only did he then go on to disparage the city of Austin and its form of government, he alleges he was told that position would pay, get this, $475,000. Following a city of Bozeman, Montana department meeting, now suspended city manager Jeff Mihalik vented to a colleague about his city's mayor and working in a small town. To suck it up for five years and on the fifth year, like the day I'm vested, I'd retire. I really would. Oh he didn't stop there. Want to hear a big secret? It's kind of funny. He goes on to tell his colleague a recruiter reached out to him about working for the city of Austin as its next city manager. But guess what it pays? Just the base salary. Okay, tell me. You, you just guess. It's funny. He then disparaged the city and how its government is structured. There's no way a city like that operates as it should. But he also alleges he was told the salary would be close to half a million dollars. And then you just throw in the the car allowance, the housing allowance, all the other stupid things that city managers get. We reached out to the city of Austin, who told us in a statement that in order to be competitive, the salary is contingent upon several factors. We look at the range current city managers are making in large Texas cities, as well as other comparable cities across the nation. So we spoke to Adam Angievsky, the founder of the watchdog nonprofit, opened the books to break down those numbers. It's a rare moment when the public gets a peek inside the process of a new city manager. He says if true, $475,000 would be more than Dallas's city manager made last year, $100,000 more than San Antonio's city manager made, and even more than Houston's mayor makes. For comparison, he also says Chicago's mayor only makes $216,000. That outearns every city manager in the state of Texas. When Austin's last city manager, Spencer Kronk, was fired, Adam says he made $397,000, but was hired in 2018 at a base salary of $325,000. He estimates those benefits, which include a car and a housing allowance, cost taxpayers about another 30% on top of that number. Your new city manager is really going to cost taxpayers at taxpayer expense every year over 600000 I think many people will find that much too lucrative. The city tells me a third-party firm is doing the recruiting, and once a list of candidates has been compiled, it'll go to the mayor and city council to conduct interviews before a final decision is made. We reached out to that third-party firm, Mosaic, and Montana's Mihalik for comment, but did not hear back. Reporting live in Austin, Andrew Freeman, CBS Austin News. Okay, so that happened, apparently, and it's... Just all of it is ridiculous. Every bit of it. Uh, what happened to uh, news people, for starters? Um, everyone seems to be—I I don't know—is the trend in Mont or in uh, America? Is it light in the loafers? It's so interesting. The same thing is happening uh, on local news in Montana, by the way. So this is ironic. This is Montana and Texas, historically 
thought of, I think, throughout the country as rough, rugged places. If you watch the news, the local news in Montana, you would get the opposite opinion. Uh, the men, you would fear, you know, if something happened, they might break a nail. Not sure if we would call them men. So, I mean, not that men historically uh, and local news are a thing, if you know what I mean. But um, we haven't seen a John Wayne newscaster in Montana for a while. I don't know what's going on in Texas. If you guys have, uh, you know, if there's the same sort of epidemic that we heard there from CBS Austin, but it's interesting. And uh, it reflects a broader trend across the country. Strange, not that local news tells us much anyway, but, you know, then there's the story. And I just think the whole thing is bizarre from end to end. You didn't, you didn't realize that, you know, you were on a Zoom call and that it's not private, air quotes. Oh, I thought this was private. <laughs> And uh, since when is anything government private, for that matter? And that brings us to the salary of the city manager, which, you know, that, that whole story is ridiculous. And how is it that they have to guess when they're trying to um, report on this story? How is it that, that uh, they have to guess? This should be public information. The taxpayer pays the salary if there's a position uh, that is advertised or an, a vacancy. How is it that the taxpayer doesn't know this is America today? How is that possible? Well, we had to do a little digging, and this is what we found. We reached out to the city of Austin, who told us in a statement that in order to be competitive, the salary is contingent upon several factors. What's the number? And if that's true, you know, it's ridiculous. When Austin's last city manager, Spencer Cronk, was fired... Adam says he made three hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars, but was hired in twenty eighteen at base salary of three twenty-five. He estimates those benefits, which include a car and housing allowance, cost taxpayers about another thirty percent. What do you mean he estimates? Why does he have to estimate? You know, we have things going. We have things happening overseas that we're focused on. But this is happening right under our noses. How many people know what a Kaffir is? How many people have looked at one lately? And, uh, you know, how many of us audit the, you know, where is the We the People audit of the local government? It's ridiculous. There's corruption everywhere you look. There's this kind of malfeasance and unprofessionalism. But you know what? Honestly, that gets right back to the humanist cesspool that we find ourselves in, otherwise known as America. Stick around, we'll be right back after this short break.
consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org.
in the way of announcements right again I will I think I'll just keep mentioning this through the end of the week and then we'll call it good congratulations to Craig in New Mexico Craig from New Mexico is the way that I heard it Uh, the winner of the quilt raffle Thank you, sir, for your participation. I think it's safe to say, sir, since we're on RBN. Just kidding. It's a joke, but it's not funny. Um, Thank you for your participation. And to everyone who participated, thank you very much. Um, And to those who faithfully support the network, you are RBN. That's why the letter, dear RBN, your support of the sponsors and advertiser direct contributions to the network. This is all extremely valuable. And greatly appreciated. Without you, there is no RBN. So thank you for keeping the vision alive. Real news, real talk, real people, because you can handle the truth. And um, if you're on social media, check out the Republic Broadcasting Facebook page. Um, how about a little bit of on this day? I bet you didn't know that on this day, the Stasi, the, uh, notorious East German secret police was established on this day in 1950. I don't think most people would guess that. I think they would say that it reaches back a little further into history, but that's the official story. So... That happened on this day in 1950. On this day, the Boy Scouts of America was founded in 1910. Three years earlier, British General Robert Baden-Powell had founded the Scout Movement in England. I would really, you know, call it the Hitler Youth um, in a in a fashion of a fashion, but. That's a story perhaps for a different day. In 1971, on this day, the NASDAQ held its first trading day. In 1960, the first eight stars were added to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Cult of personality and hero worship. Uh, And on this day in 1879, Sanford Fleming proposed the use of time zones the later introduction of Universal Standard Time, which is based on time zones, revolutionized timekeeping. And whenever I think of that, I usually think, uh, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I remember learning about this thing known as Greenwich Mean Time. We're in America, so, you know, we would look at our textbooks and say, what is Greenwich? 
How come it's pronounced Greenwich? Um, what is Greenwich Mean Time? And where where did the uh, where does all of this stuff start? Where is ground zero for so from the Wikipedia entry, ambiguity in the definition of GMT. Historically, GMT has been used with two different uh, conventions for numbering hours. The long-standing astronomical convention dating from the work of Ptolemy was to refer to noon as zero hour, see the, see the Julian day. This contrasted with the civil convention of referring to midnight as zero hours dating from the Roman Empire. The latter convention was adopted on and after 1 January 1925 for astronomical purposes, resulting in a discontinuity of 12 hours or half a day. Interesting story. Anyway, stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk, real people, because you can handle the truth. Health Simple with Colorado Shilajee. Fact bit number one. What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxin, and toxins as are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar, unable to be our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily, deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope, live longer. Legit Shiloji, like Colorado Shiloji, is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Our health is our only true wealth. Get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. Colorado Shiloji, hand harvest, raw processed, and packaged in the heart of the Rocky. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, 
and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. to this other stuff from yesterday the media manipulation i didn't finish that story it wasn't just you know it was before this kind of thing psychological operations were in effect before uh the united states army was codified and institutionalized and the cia was resurrected out of the ashes of the oss as a result of the 1947 National Security Act. This was going on long before then. As the article I was reading yesterday, Cynthia Chung's article, A 70-Year War on Propaganda Built by the CIA, was going on before that. As she said, war has always depended on reliable system to spread its propaganda, dating back to, you know, the... Age of antiquity, essentially. So, speaking of that, continuing with fun things on this day in history, um, the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia, second oldest institution of higher education, air quotes, in the 13 colonies, uh, was granted a charter by William III and Mary II. William and Mary. Uh, on this day in 1865, Delaware refused to ratify the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, delaying the criminalization of slavery, or so the story goes. 
1887, on this day, the Dawes Act is enacted, authorizing the U.S. president to divide Native American tribal land into individual allotments. That's uh, good times, good times. Um, on this day in 1837, Richard Johnson became the first and only vice president of the United States chosen by the Senate. We've had tumultuous times in the past before. There's one I'm going to come back to in a second. On this day in 1915, we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, born on this day, Nick Nolte, John Williams. Um, James Byron Dean, born on this day in 1931. James Dean. And Jules Verne. Jules Gabriel Verne, born on this day in 1828. Fun stuff. Um, in 1936, the first ever NFL draft. Jay Berwanger from the University of Chicago is the first pick by the Philadelphia Eagles. William Tecumseh Sherman was born on this day. Dimitri Mendeleev was born on this day. He's an interesting figure. I've talked about him a little bit. Interesting how we remember, you know, history is entirely one-sided. The victors, you know, that the victors write history most of us have no idea what that means. As a momentary aside, and then I'll get into this other thing that I want to mention. Um, Peter the Great also died on this day, and so did Anna Nicole Smith. Let's see. Um... One second. I know. Multitasking is bad for radio. Oh, come on. There we go. Um, so, you know. <clears throat> maybe just a momentary aside on this, and I'll probably come back to this certainly well over time. I mentioned when we began today's broadcast, because we can kick sacred cows and we will tip sacred cows uh, and we will this year. I mentioned, you know, that America was not founded as a Christian nation, quite the opposite. Actually, the age of enlightenment, as I've mentioned, even Wikipedia notes that it was anti-Christian, anti-church, anti-religion. This was, you know, that was the, um, intellectual landscape the time of our American Revolutionary founding. It was dressed up in biblical ease, Bible ease. You know, the lipstick on the pig was this ostensibly biblical language. Turns out, not so much. And then there's this issue about the shape of the earth. Um... And it's funny how when your perspective changes, the 
folks that you've been told are the heroes in the story that you find to be villains, it reads totally differently. It reads like the Streisand effect. So let me give you an example. If you go to the Wikipedia entry for Flat Earth, it reads, Flat Earth is an archaic and scientifically disproven conception of the Earth's shape as a plane or disk. Many ancient cultures subscribe to a flat Earth cosmography. The model has undergone a recent resurgence as a conspiracy theory. So first of all, why, why so much effort to disparage? Just taking these swipes. And, and that's another thing that's really interesting. Why is there such an effort to uh, dissuade people from investigating? And to cast people as just absolute wackos to question things when in reality you start diving down the rabbit hole and you hear theory a lot. It's kind of like science being stapled and duct taped and bailing wired to things, you know, like climate science. Now the science is settled, is it? Why you got to cut? Why you got to staple science on the back end of it? Kerry Mullis would definitely disagree. And he was a Nobel Prize winner. Uh, he would disagree with much that's gone on over the last four years. Probably have a few more choice remarks for people like Anthony Fauci. And the misuse of the technology that he invented. So continuing, the idea of a spherical Earth appeared in ancient Greek philosophy. Okay, that's... I'm skeptical so if you if you follow me just for a second you'll see what i mean by how it reads totally different most people read this stuff and it's just a reinforcement of oh okay 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 when your view of all of these names and authorities air quotes changes then suddenly it reads like the streisand effect i see what's going on here has the complete opposite effect so the idea of a spherical earth Appeared in great, in uh, ancient Greek philosophy. Uh-oh. Suspicious of that. With Pythagoras. Oh, boy. The guy that the Masons adore. The mystical, magical Pythagoras. 6th century BC. Uh, however, most pre-Socratics, mm, interesting, retained the flat earth model. In the early 4th century BC, Plato, eh, another suspicious character, wrote about a spherical Earth. By about 330 B.C., his former student Aristotle eh, had provided strong empirical evidence. Eh, empirical evidence is, you know, its target is the Bible and the Christian faith. I know it dates back to before, but, you know, this is what it really targets. Empirical evidence for a spherical Earth. Knowledge of the Earth's global shape gradually began to spread beyond the Hellenistic world. See, that's the real Greek uh, philosophical influence, the Hellenistic world. And so when you read this, I mean, it's like a half a dozen, just really a buzzer goes off in my mind. Problem, problem, problem. You keep going, keep going, and it's the same thing. The more that you come down through time, the more you have mystical, magical types trying to tell a funny story about stuff. So, but we, we are so inculcated into a certain type of thinking that really dates back to the Greco-Roman 
you know, the the continuation of I would I would say the Hellenistic spirit, basically, that's alive and well today. We're inculcated into this from a very early age. The symbolism is all around us. You know, from the Colossus of Rhodes there in the harbor, the new Colossus of Rhodes. When you're the the immigrant who shows up, you have the new Colossus of Rhodes, and then, you know, all the way through D.C. and other places, the symbolism is everywhere. So we are inculcated, inculcated into a mindset that says this is a great thing, but actually, maybe not so much when you start to free yourself, sort of extricate yourself from this mental prison of herd think. So back to on this day. Are you ready? Brace for impact. On this day in 1915, D.W. Griffith's controversial landmark film, as they say, Birth of a Nation premieres in Los Angeles. Happy Black History Month. And uh, I think we're going to need to skip the break to play this first one. I got a, I got a little something for you. Speaking of the way that things have been rewired, I think we're messed with. Probably talk about this more throughout the year, going back in history a little bit, because I, I find pretty much everybody that we're encouraged, persuaded, influenced to the, to, uh, um, remember or to think highly of, I, I feel like most, almost without exception, it's, it's the opposite. These people were fancy. These people are the heroes of history. Mm, not so much. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I've mentioned the 2008 State of the Black Union a time or two. We've played clips from it. And some of the guys that were there, you know, some of them I think, mm, not so fond of, but, you know, guys like, you know, you think of like Tavis Smiley's interview of Prince. That was real interesting. It was, what was it, two interviews. That was interesting. Why'd they come after Cosby the way they did? I talked about that a little bit yesterday. How come people come out of the woodwork decades later? You guys got to wonder about that. Why is everybody doing it now? There might be a reason. Maybe they tried. Maybe they had. The Amber Heard experience, you heard me mention that yesterday. Why did things go from, you know, silence in 2006, you know, uh, when Tarana Burke used Me Too on MySpace, whatever that is, fell on deaf ears. Fast forward uh, more than a decade and all of a sudden now it's a thing for a moment and then it goes away. And Amber Heard says, this sets the clock back. Sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. So now we're not supposed to think about that. What the heck happened? Certain people got caught up in this dragnet. Certain people were spotlighted, while others, other cockroaches, um, you know, Bill Gates, who is Rick Allen Jones? 
And why did you lie repeatedly about your Epstein interactions? And why did you fly on Epstein's plane and not yours, Bill Gates? And how come you met with him repeatedly after he was a convicted predator? Because, you know, that would be good for the face of your uh, philanthropic efforts. Something just doesn't add up. So some people got caught up in the dragnet and others didn't. And then it went away as quickly as it, you know, why is that? All right. So what's your point? Bringing us to this, the first clip that we'll play here in a second. I believe that, you know, it's Black History Month. So in that in that spirit, I believe the the Margaret Sanger human weed stuff is a limited hangout. And the real reason black folks are targeted, air quotes, is because they're awesome. And therefore a threat to secretive power. Truly. It's interesting. You know, as you go along and you see these people sort of breaking out of this mind prison into, uh, you know, a, a sort of psychological freedom, not inured by this kind of nonsense anymore. They become dangerous to that kind of thing, I think. So anyway... First up on that, Bill Cosby, Black History, Lost, Stolen, or Strayed from 1968. Go ahead, please. Of Black... Black History, Lost, Stolen, or Strayed. Never fit in that. Never get in that at all. This is more like it. Now, what's the whitest thing you know? Whiter than the driven snow, whiter than the whites of your eyes? Sugar. Non-integrated, non-black, sweet sugar. But you see, there is a black man in your sugar. His name is Norbert... Rillier. Norbert Rillier in uh, 18... in 1846 invented a vacuum pan that revolutionized the sugar refining industry. Now, you have to dig to find that fact. I mean, it's not much history, but it's still history. Now, uh, what do you stand in? In your shoes. Now, there's just you and your shoes, isn't it? Nope. See, there's uh, a black man standing in your Oxfords with you. Sharing your soul and your heel is a man, his name is Jan Ernst Metzeliger. 
And in 1863, this is a drawing by the kids, Metzeliger invented the machine that made mass-produced shoes possible. Now, you have to dig around for that fact, too. And again, it's not much history, but it's history. Am I coming in clear to uh, California? I mean, is this TV signal driving through a pass in the Sierra Nevada mountains and slipping into San Francisco? Okay, well, I want to thank you. Jim Beckworth. Jim Beckworth out of St. Louis, hunter, trapper, and honorary chief of the Crow tribe of Indians. We had trouble finding you, Jim. Though you helped open the West, you didn't make the books. Chicago, right here where the Wrigley Building is. Young fellow by the name of Jean-Baptiste de Sable. Jean-Baptiste, he founded you, Chicago, when he traded with the Indians. And of course, there it is right there at that particular time. It was called Eschicago, or Stinking Onion, by the Indians. And de Sable, he didn't even change the name at all. Now you take the Lewis and Clark expedition here, right in there, you'll find a black man named York helping to open the West. Those men are trying to wash the black out of York. That's what you might call historically significant because a lot of people think we ought to wash white, but we ain't gonna, you see. Texas, coming to you, Texas, right down the Chisholm Trail, right here. Right down there with 5,000 black cowboys who never made it to the Hollywood West. Did you know that, huh? In the same group, there was one black outlaw. His name was Deadwood Dick who claimed his soul brothers were Bat Masterson, Billy the Kid, and Jesse James. Deadwood Dick used to ride into the saloon, order two drinks, one for himself and one for his horse. And here's his horse uh, drinking a shot of red eye with a straw. And how about the 186,000 blacks who fought on the Union side during the Civil War? 38,000 died. How about Teddy Roosevelt's charge up San Juan Hill? It wasn't just the Rough Riders who made it. Four black regiments went right up with Teddy. They didn't get lost going up the hill. They got lost in the history books. How about the North Pole? Snow White? Well, the first man there was black, Matthew Henson. He spoke Eskimo. And uh, he was Admiral Perry's navigator. And although he made it first to the pole, it never quite made it to the history books. And how about your heart? Can we get there? All right. Daniel Hale Williams first performed open heart surgery successfully. Now this list could go on forever. Blacks who made it, blacks who made history, but who didn't get into the history text at all. And the strange thing is how little there is about us in the textbooks. Napoleon once said history is a fable agreed upon, and the fable agreed upon up to now is that American history is white on white. But sometimes we did get into the history books. All wrong. Now you take this one. The Growth of the American Republic, 1942 edition. Samuel Eliot Morrison, Henry Steele Cummager. Quote as for. This has to do with uh, slavery. As for Sambo. Sambo, Professor Morrison. Sambo, Professor Cominger. As for Sambo, whose wrongs moved the abolitionists to wrath and tears, there is some reason to believe that he suffered less than any other class in the South from its peculiar institution. Peculiar institution means slavery. 
Although brought to America by force, the incurably optimistic Negro soon became attached to the country and devoted to his white folks, unquote. Those lines were written by two Pulitzer Prize winning white Northern professors. There you go. A little bit of history that uh, we don't even hear during Black History Month. If we were going to do it, I mean, that wouldn't that be kind of the way to do it? This is more and or a more honest version, a more honest accounting. Uh, so fun stuff there. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's me. You know what? Maybe Cause is guilty, but he is incomparable when it comes to this kind of stuff. And uh, I think, you know, Eddie Murphy was right. If he told me 20 years from now that America's dad would be in prison and Eddie Murphy would be America's new dad, he would have said, you know, what Eddie Murphy says. But, yeah. Beer for Deadwood Dick's horse. We'll be right back. Stick around. Somebody didn't get too far. Yeah. They didn't get too far. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day, son. A man had to answer for the wicked that he done. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree, round up all of them bad boys, hang them high in the street. For all the people to see. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune, and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses Understand it and know about it, but never talk about it My Awakening really sums up with the very best evidence The facts and the truth about race And the fact that race drives history And the truth about the Jewish question the younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQ, RS. This woman, she's like, oh, yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago. And I'm like, what? A koala? What? Maybe if it was quickie koala, that might be cool, but otherwise, you know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, yeah, I mean, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth.